For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. And today we are moving on. Thanks for the, the cute little wave, Ryan. Uh, as always, great introduction to the show. Today we're doing our third defensive tackle pairing. This one's a little bit underwhelming for me, Ryan, admittedly, and we're going to get into that. The pairing specifically is mm-hmm. Kalijah Kansi from Pitt and then uh, Jaqueline Roy or is it Wah? No, it's probably Roy. That's Roy. It's Roy. It's Roy. Yeah. Okay. He's not. He's not Canadian, dude. Come on. I I I was saying uh, Patrick Wah or Patrick Roy for so long until somebody corrected me. So he was a great former. goalie. Patrick Wah was a great goalie, man. Great. Goalie. Great goalie. I wonder if Jaquel and Roy can play any goalie. Um, but uh, he probably he 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 could stop a puck. I think <laughs> he's, he's a big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy, man. I don't want to reveal anything, though, Ryan. I, I, I again, was just a little underwhelmed by this grouping. By one both? Of them I li- not by both. I like one of them, and I think he needs to make some physical adjustments. The other one, I'm kind of out on. Really? That's very interesting, man. Like I, So me and Joe don't really talk too much about each of the players before we record, but I was... Yeah, and t- oh, obviously. Yeah, we want it to be an organic conversation, but I mean, we're texting a little bit about this one, Joe. I think both have redeemable qualities. Like I, I, I agree. I mean, this is definitely a step down from the first two shows. Yeah. There's no doubt. But I still think I don't know. I still think they. It, it's a funky one because we we talked about two nose tackles in Keanu Benton and Siaki Ika. We had obviously Jalen Carter and Brian Brissy. And then this one was weird because I wanted to do Kalijah Kansi because he has production and he has a name in the draft sphere. But we didn't really have anybody that we were going to pair with him, right? Because there's no, like, 280-pound three-techs out there, really. like it's If he's size, even 280 you know? pounds. Well, he's 275 listed, so he's probably not 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. So. so we're going to get into these guys. Before yes. we do, though, I just want to really quickly tell our listeners about Bet Online. I've been betting a lot of baseball lately. I can't stand watching it, so it makes it a little bit more fun to follow. And if you're like me, you're eager for football to come back, but you just want to build up a little bit of bankroll, have some fun, make baseball more interesting, head to Bet Online, find all the latest odds and sports developments, including the NBA, Summer League, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get in on the action. Bet online where the game starts. Ryan, let's start with Jaquel and Roy. And I'm going to need you to explain to me what he does well besides having long arms. So you don't like him? I don't like Jaquel and Roy. Oh, I mean, see, this whole time I was preparing myself because I thought you didn't like Kalijah Kansi because he's small. 
I thought that was going to be. Oh, I did it. I had a good head fake there. Unintentionally, I, I, I had a good head fake. Well, I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a, you love the big, the big defensive tackles, right? So I was like, oh, he well, must he's hate. not even that really that big. He's list. He's six three three fifteen. I thought he was kind of a little refrigerator. I don't know. He's like, a little blow. So for me, that like that's my first qualm is a little blubbery. He's got long arms. He's got the length. Like I, the length is noticeable. Yep. Main reason why I was immediately out on him. He was wearing long sleeves against Alabama. That's you're a no for me with you're a defensive tackle. What do you mean? If you're a lineman, you're wearing long sleeves. That's a big no-no. It's a big no-no. That's a Sean Anderson move. He used to wear long sleeves. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not evaluating players based upon their their, their choice of termination. We're not. We're not toughness. doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Can we? Can we start though with Jacob yes, Roy? Can yes, we just do a little bit yes. of background? So he is a. Baton Rouge native. He went to University Lab, which Joe, I don't know if you've ever seen University Lab, but it's literally on LSU's campus. <laughs> like literally. Oh, is it really? Campus. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, like, usually all University Lab got uh, players go to LSU if they're worth anything, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. usually kind of the easy pipeline there. Although, no, uh, forget it. I can't say that out loud. Um, but um, Wait, oh, you, you, no, no, I'm those? not saying anything. Forget it. Forget it. We'll talk about it after Ooh, the show. Okay. Um, so, back to back state championships at. University Lab, while he was there, top 300 caliber player. He was number as high as I believe number 71 on ESPN's top 300. And he was also a four-star recruit by both 247 and Rivals. So this is a homegrown Baton Rouge kid. Stays in, in the home state, obviously stays in the campus, stays on the campus to go to college. And uh, what does he do well, Joe? I, I So this is my thing with, J- with Jaquel and Roy. Okay. I think there's upside there. I do because I thought that he was a very, I thought he was very quick twitch for his size. And I thought that at times his hands were pretty nice, but that being said, his hand usage is very sporadic. And and there's at times where there's wasted movement, there's wasted um, hands, hand violence. But at, there are times though, where, he hits just like a club rip or a quick spin, uh, swim or something like that, and you're like, oh, that's nice. The flashes of Jaquel and Roy, I think, are good. Mm-hmm. But he's a work in progress right now. He hasn't played enough football. I mean, it is what it is. He's 6'3", 315, long arms. I think he's pretty quick twitch. I think his hands have positives to it. But the, the things I didn't like about him was I thought the hand usage was sporadic. Mm-hmm. And my biggest qualm with him is – I thought as a pass rusher, he had like he had a aggressive mentality to rush the passer. I thought shot fired out of the cannon, got after the quarterback, did some good things in the passing game. When he was just kind of working against run plays, I felt like he was very passive. Like the aggressiveness turned off. Like his switch is not there right now in the run game, which is a little odd for me. So this is an upside player. I don't think he's more than a day three football player right now. But I think he has day two talent, if that makes sense. Physically, yes, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, yep. The hand usage thing, I made note that I, I felt like when he was at his worst, it was bad. Like he had no idea what he was doing. No argument. The The big issue that I had watching him is I, I just did not get a I, – I was underwhelmed by his play strength. Like there were instances – where I feel like he came off the ball and was immediately stonewalled. Uh, he's a big guy, but doesn't really anchor well against 
double teams and I was just watching him get driven back way too easily and if yeah. you have a guy that's going to play a one or a three tech he needs to be able to handle double teams that's what interior yeah. guys it's going to happen a lot in the NFL and then the other thing too like there were pass rush reps mm-hmm. where if somebody got like a good punch on him he was getting like popped back like he wasn't just getting moved like he I watched him get completely knocked off his track and taken out of the play or if someone was like chipping him there was one instance and I watched the Alabama game where he got chipped and he got completely like popped off his track and he was immediately out of the play like he wasn't he was so far away the way from the play nothing was going to happen he wasn't going to get to Bryce Young Mm -hmm. I just think that that those play strength concerns were noticeable and we're going to talk about Cansey in a second and I think Cansey's like speed makes up for his lack of strength and we're going to talk. I don't want to like go too far into it. I'm more willing yeah. to buy into what Cansey gave me with that speed. I don't get that same speed from from Roy. See, I, I didn't get play strength concerns with Roy. I think that there is a mentality concern with Roy. Like I felt like there was a yes. lot of times where he's making contact and he's just kind of on his heels or he's flat footed. It's just yes. like where's where's the aggressiveness? Because I really do think when it's like an obvious pass rush situation or when he's really gearing back, when he fires out, man. He's a tough dude to counteract. Like he's he can create some momentum. But he's not. He, I feel like he's not doing that a lot, though. Like I feel like there's so but many plays where I watch him. It's just like, oh, he's kind of firing out. And then he the seems, good reps are good. Yeah, he seems disinterested against the run to me right now. I don't know oh, if that's a hundred percent. I don't know, and I, I don't know if that's a switch that you can turn on necessarily. All I know is that he does have some interior pass rush upside, and that's always a valuable thing. And I will say this: the one thing he does do, do well against the run is that he maintains a square base at all times so like he is i do think that there's flashes of being able to anchor but to your but to your point and then to my point also kind of on top of it he's not a great player against the run right now because i just don't think he's aggressive like because joe i don't know if you saw it but like i watched one game i watched was central michigan where Mm -hmm. central michigan just had two offensive linemen that were drafted right and obviously he's working more against guards and centers but there's like a couple pass rush reps where like hits a quick club rip man and just kind of bends that bends the track a little bit i'm like oh that's a little different for a defensive tackle so like i think there's some really nice traits which is why i said there's redeeming qualities is he there yet no absolutely not it should he be in the in the top five defensive tackles in the class absolutely not right now Absolutely not. okay good there there was one source that i saw him as as the um for some reason carter wasn't ranked in the defensive tackles i think they put him at edge which was weird who I forget what. Well, let me let me pull it up. But they had Jaquel and Roy at like the top. It was yeah. The PFF was really high PFF. on him, which annoyed the crap. No, it, it was uh, it was a really weird website. Wait, here, let me pull it up. NFL Draft Buzz, and here was their oh, their sites. Their site's pretty nice though. I like the aesthetic of NFL. Their this is their rankings. It's it's very convoluted. Jaquel and Roy one, Tyler Davis two, Fabian Lovett. Like I just don't. Is that to seniors? Well, no, it can't be. Ta- can't it's be. listed by defensive tackle. Where's Where's Jalen Carter? Um, let me see if he's an edge. What the hell? That's weird. I don't even see Jalen Carter. Maybe he's maybe, not, maybe he's they not an edge. They, maybe they don't add people to their ranking until they have a preseason evaluation on them or something. I I don't know. I'm just spitballing um, at this point. Praying to God that that's the case because he's not on the the. I was gonna say maybe they've only ranked seniors, but Jaquel and Roy's only a junior as well, so he's not a senior either. Right. 
That's oh, weird. no, wait. Here it is. Jalen Carter. This is a very convoluted website. We're letting them distract us. Ignore or ignore my com or conversation about uh, NFL why? draft. Buzz. Why? Why? Where are they? Where it's are just they? no. It's just really hard to read the website. Like there's just uh. like the page that it brought me to was not the their actual defensive line page. Like I don't know what the hell was it. Just alphabetically? No, it can't be. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, one. no. It wasn't alphabetical. They had a gotcha. really good pass rush grade for him. Besides the point, I think they had him as the highest graded pass rushing defensive tackle. I, I don't have I don't have the statistics for PFF because I don't pay for it anymore. But it's uh, I heard that he was he had a crazy grade against the pass. Yes. Like a lot of pressures and a lot of and I could see that on film honestly. Like I could see a lot of pressure being made from him as a pass rusher. But it's just. The baseline, I think, is not there right now with Jack Leroy. And but I do think that again, he was only a sophomore last year, right? Like we gotta give him a little I'm, bit I'm time. giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I right. almost wonder because he's so far behind in his development and with NIL now, is this a guy who should be incentivized to go back? Maybe the it's advisory board yeah, maybe the advisory board tells him, Hey, you're early day three. My grade for him though, um, the traits obviously help him. But yes. that lack of intent, I I just get pissed off by defensive and offensive linemen who just don't have that intent to them. So I yeah. mid to late day three for me for Jaquel and Roy. Wow, interesting. That's very interesting. I, I again, I was very I, very underwhelmed watching him. I, I would I would say I would say early day three right now as a on field product, but I would say he's got day two upside from a talent perspective. Like that's kind of where I am with him right now. You know who's going to be good, Joe. I know we're not, we're not, this is not the 2024 NFL draft podcast, but mm. did you check out number zero, Mason Smith? They're, uh, they're true no, freshman D tackle, man. I heard he's a dog, though. He's like 6'6, 310, dude. He's a Ooh. freshman. It's nuts. It's nuts. So <laughs> I gotta, he, I gotta peep into him. Joe, they had, um, he was playing, he's playing D tackle, obviously, at that size, right? Mm. He was like 6'6, 300. And then their defensive end, Andre Anthony, got hurt. And then I think, um, the other defensive end, Ali Gay, he may have gotten hurt or something and missed the game or something like that. They moved Mason Smith to defensive end at that size, man. Probably he's got freak. the length to play that, yeah. Kid's a freak, man. It's a freak. Can't wait for him. I, I Speaking of the opposite of a freak, Kalaja can't see, though. This is a really he's, weird. This is a really weird about him. freakish. Go ahead. He, yeah. he looks like a fullback, like a really heavy running back. Yeah. He looks like Eddie Lacy out there playing defensive tackle because he's listed at at six foot two seventy five, I'm sure yes. uh, Eddie Lacy was was two seventy five at one point. <laughs> I almost even wonder: is this a two hundred sixty five pound defensive tackle? He is so freaking confusing to evaluate because I watched this kid, and I, I for a second while I was watching him, and I obviously took the size into consideration, and I'm going to get to that in this, it, when I give his grade. Yep. But when I took that out, I, I saw a guy that is is quick. He's shifty. Mm -hmm. He's got really good feet. His play strength isn't there, and because he's so freaking light, he gets popped a lot, like almost as bad as Roy does, if not sometimes worse. He's just getting knocked around because he's so light. But Smaller. as a pass rusher, I was watching him against Virginia, and he put like a really, you know, kind of a bit of a head fake, a nice hand move, and he just blew past the guard that was trying to block him. This is a mismatch for guards. Like this is a, yes. a really good player as a as a pass rusher. Don't get a lot of value as a run defender. And I almost yep. wonder, is this like a sub-package guy that you draft and only use on passing downs? He has been the weirdest evaluation I've had so far this cycle. I mean, honestly, it has been. He's So last year, he was uh, he made freshman All-American two years ago as a redshirt freshman. Last year, as a soft, redshirt sophomore, 13 tackles for loss, seven sacks. So he was a, he's a productive football player. He's out of Miami Northwestern, so he's a Miami kid. 
like you said, Joe, he's listed at six foot two seventy five. How big is he actually? Like, is is he five yeah. eleven? Some change, like probably five two seventy. That's I mean, yeah. This is where, this is where the evaluation process gets really weird, right? Because we would have never seen a defensive tackle of this size profile. Like Aaron Donald is 6'1", 285. He's not 5'11", and some change, or six foot. Mm-hmm. Like even he, this would be the new outlier if he was a successful NFL player, right? But on the other side of it, his tape's good, man. Like it's good film. It's good. Yes. Joe, I watched – this kid has the best hands of any de- interior defensive lineman I've watched this cycle. He is just so quick twitch, and he understands how to establish leverage. He has natural leverage, but his hands, man, like he gets people's paws off of him so, so quickly. And he I, – I felt like he was just in the backfield on a play-to-play basis. I, so I don't know what to do with him, though. I don't know what to do. Are we – because if you're betting on this kid, you are betting on an outlier. You are. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the simple fact that if you're pounding the table, you're pounding an empty table, right? Like there's nobody else sitting at this table that's as big as him. There's nobody else. Aaron Donald makes this kid look like a dwarf. Like it's, I don't know what to do with him, man. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. He's got great film. He's got great film. I think what needs to happen with him, and I wonder how heavy he was when he came in to pit. I think what needs to happen with him is he needs to add weight. There, there's no question about that. He needs to get up to 290, 285. And if he doesn't get to, I, I know it's going to, it might slow him down. Like that's a concern for well, me. Well, no, I, I wasn't even going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. Joe, he's a redshirt junior already. He's going into his fourth year and he's still that small. That's why I'm, I'm worried, man. I wonder how heavy he is at the start of the season. Maybe he's 285 and there's, there's an argument, to, a little bit more of an argument to me. And I, for my grade for him, I liked him better than Roy because I got those flashes. And I think if he you draft him to be a sub package guy, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, sure. But if you draft, I, I think this is a third round, fourth round pick. I think that he has the production and the effectiveness and the dominance, but I would not be willing to put him down on rushing downs or, or on, yes, on, on rushing downs uh, until he bulks up a little bit more. He's just too goddamn light. I don't disagree, and I'm worried about what weight he'll be able to carry even with his frame because, like, he's a smaller guy, but, like, does he look he's not like – fat, though. He doesn't look fat. Yeah, like, but, he he's not, like but, he, he's but he also is – carrying it well. Yeah, well, no, he is carrying it well, but he's very – he's filled out. Like, he's a muscular dude. It's not like he looks like he's skinny, right? Like, he's not a slender-looking yeah. dude. He's just he's just smaller. Like, I mean, it's so tough for me because here's, here's a claim. Ready? Here's where I, how far apart I am here, Joe. He is a second round. He has second round film, but he's. I, I wouldn't touch him to day three. I wouldn't. I. I, I would not. I, I. don't think I could make myself do it just because I don't know. I don't. He's a fourth year player that mm-hmm. is two hundred seventy five pounds, maybe sub six foot or six foot on the dots. I don't know how I could bet on that guy earlier than that. Like I don't know how I could, and it's a shame. Because I'm not willing to make this plunge. There's some guys that are outliers where I'm like, I can make that plunge. And I'm completely fine with it. This is a t- small guy, man. Like this is yeah. taking it to a whole other level. Like, he looks I, tiny on tape too, which is a bigger, bigger concern. But it, but he doesn't really get. He doesn't never gets blown off the ball. And he, is, oh man, he's such a frustrating player, man. It's so frustrating. I wanted to, and I did love this film. I did. Like I said, I think it's second round film. But like, 
How could I? How could I buy into him? I don't think I can. I, I don't think I could buy into him. I, it's it's I, so I would, tough. I would argue not claiming he's a late day three is buying in. Like that's like a safe buy in. That's like a I like him and I would draft yeah. him on like a flyer and hope that he works out because he's he's an outlier. But I'm not willing to go any further than that. I think some people might be stupid and say he's too small. I'm taking him off my board, and I hope mm-hmm. that's not the case because he's talented. But yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of where I said, I think a safe buy-in for me on this guy, because I have to factor into the size is yeah. a mid to late third round pick, maybe a fourth round pick. You know who everyone's going to uh, compare him to, right? Not Donald Puna Ford. Oh, oh no, they're going to compare him to Aaron Donald. 100%. You think so? Oh God. But then we're going to try. He's, not, he's nowhere not, near no, as no, strong. I'm, he's not, I'm not even s- close to I'm as not strong. saying that it should be a comparison. I'm telling you that people are hundred percent going to make it because he is a, Got p- player from Pittsburgh, who's a smaller kid, and he's an outlier and all that good stuff. And people are going to make the comparison. That's all I'm saying is that it's going to happen, hundred percent. Well, I'm going to throw a fit on Twitter if if anybody does. I'm I'm praying they well, don't. Well, here's the question though. Here's the question because in order to overcompensate with this type of size, right? We already talked about it. It's outlier size. Needs to be a special athlete. Would you call this player a special athlete? Curious. I wouldn't Here, call I'll, him a special. I'll, I'll, I don't. I'll, I'll I don't think this. he's. I don't. Admittedly, I don't think he's a special athlete. I think that that's that's a step too far. Okay. But his movement skills make up for his size, and I think he's okay. got a good motor. I wouldn't call him a special athlete because then we would be willing to buy into him as an outlier. I'm going to read Aaron Donald's combine real quick because, again, we're comparing slightly here. At 6'1", 285 pounds, Aaron Donald ran a 4'6'8". <laughs> Stupid. 35 nice. reps on the bench, 32 vert, 116 broad, 7'1", three cone, which is silly stuff too, man. Like that's, that's a historically stupid athlete for 285 pounds. And – I'm not saying that he has to – like, I don't think Kalaja Kansi has to be near that, right? Because, like, that is a rare, rare football player. That's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, maybe the best defensive tackle ever. Mm-hmm. So we're not comparing him to that. What I'm saying, though, is that Aaron Donald is so successful because, yes, he's strong, but he has overcompensating athleticism, right? Like, he is a special athlete for being a smaller player. Kalaja Kansi, I saw a really good athlete. I just – I'm struggling with the man because, like, I think he needs to be a special athlete to be anything higher than where, like, anything more than a role player. Because I just, I don't know if he's a starter at the next level. I just don't with that size. It's, it's so troubling to me. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I don't want to buy into him as a full time starter. I think this is mm-hmm. somebody take a late, late third round flyer on, and you draft him to be a situational pass rusher. And I think there's value in that. There's, there's value. And there's guards that can't keep up with him. He's an NFL player. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be able to create mismatches. There's no doubt. Play I'm just teams. talking about, I think this is weird, right, too, because I am about to say something that sounds so weird out loud. He's a 275-pound defensive tackle who's an outlier, but I also think has a high floor. Does that make any sense? Because like you would think that would not have a high floor. I think yeah. he's going to play in the NFL, and I think he's going to have a role, but I don't know what the ceiling is just because of the size. I think the size limits the ceiling. I think it makes sense because – that statement basically means if he finds a way to play past the limitation, he could be really good. Sure. But realistically, he's probably not going to. 
What I mean, this is this is my thing. When a guy's an outlier, you would think that he was does not have much of a chance, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what an outlier means. It means you're on the outside looking in. You do not have a a big threshold to be a really good player or whatever it is. But I think the opposite of his floor in the NFL. Like I think that he's going to find a spot. Like I would be surprised if Kalijah Kansi did not have a roster spot in 2023 if he chooses to come out. So. Uh, it's just a weird player because you would think an outlier would not have a high floor, but I think he does have a high floor. I do. I think that he has a high floor. I just think that the size limits the ceiling a little bit, which is my opinion. I think that's a good note to wrap us up on. Folks, at Joe DeLeo and at Rising Draft and NFL Prospects Pod, Hack City on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you're tuning in. We'll talk to you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.